Welcome to the Center for a New American Securities NATSEC Women podcast series. Last year, we started a project on getting new audiences to think and talk about issues of gender, inclusivity, and national security. Schedule an event with gender in the title, and you can guarantee it is 95% women talking to other women in the audience about women's issues. So we tried other ways. Some audiences were receptive. Some weren't. Some were frustrated we were making a big deal out of a topic they thought was closed. Asked and answered, move on. But among the women we know, it didn't feel nearly as clear-cut. So we're bringing you right to the source. One-on-one, candid conversations with women in national security about their careers, their experience, their advice, and their lessons. Here's their stories. Hi, my name is Lauren. I'm here with the CNAS Women in National Security podcast series, where we are asking women about their experiences working in this field. So we've talked to a lot of people in the series who have spent uh, many years working in the Department of Defense, National Security Council, and elsewhere. But we are also particularly interested in the about uh, the experience of women who are just starting in the national security world and what they see as some of the biggest challenges, uh, as well as the opportunities and things that have changed over the last several years for women in national security. So with that, we brought in one of our interns from the Center for New American Security as our, our first guest uh, in that generation. And I wanted to have her, have her take a minute to introduce herself. Hi, everyone. I'm Yasmeen Faruqi. I work in the front office as an intern and support to our CEO and president here at CNAS. So tell us a little about yourself. How did you get into the field of national security? Why are you interested in this world? Sure. Um, so I was really privileged to have been raised in a household where public service was always a dominant theme. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandfather had served in the civil service in Bangladesh, and mm-hmm. a couple of my relatives worked for the UN. So from a young age, I was always passionate about international affairs, always passionate about government. And going to Georgetown was a really good opportunity for me to specifically build on my interests in the Middle East. Um, and so from there, I became a somewhat of a regional um, focus on the Middle East and studied Arabic for several years, lived abroad in the region, and that kind of catalyzed my passion for national security. Awesome. So as I've been working in the field of national security for about 12 years now, and I often get the question, you know, how do you deal with it? What's it like to be a woman working in national security? And it's been interesting as we've gone through this podcast series how women have of different generations give different experiences, but also different backgrounds give extremely different versions of this answer. And I'm just curious, as somebody who is you know, fairly new to this field, when somebody asks you that, how do you respond? Well, I think it's an interesting question because from a lot, for a lot of my other girlfriends who are super ambitious and driven and want to pursue other careers, it doesn't seem to be that much different, right? I think that there are barriers in any industry, um, whether it's law, whether it's business. Um, I do think that national security tends to be more well-dominated, specifically because of um, kind of the military focus and when we look at kinetic issues. Um, But I don't think that it's much different from working in other careers, and I don't think it should be a deterrent to anyone who's trying to get started. Absolutely. That, that is a, what do I call one of the optimistic answers? Uh, I think people always have in the back of their mind, what is my optimistic answer to give to this, such a question? What is my pessimistic answer? And, but it's nice to hear yeah. that from your perspective, the, the answer is an optimistic answer regardless. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things that we found in doing our survey is that women talked a lot about you know, some 
like skill sets and opportunities and training and just experience that they felt like would really help them uh, make their voice heard in their field, whether in a meeting or in a, a policy debate or on, in the media or elsewhere. And you uh, brought up the fact that you wanted to talk about the need for public speaking and media trainings at a really junior level for women who want to go into not only national security, but any field. Can you talk a little bit more about your thinking on that? Yeah, definitely. So I, um, I I've done competitive debate for eight years in high school and college, and I think that was probably the most valuable skill set, kind of getting started in DC more than even any of my other classes, um, just because I think that whether it, you're speaking in a tabletop exercise at a junior model UN level, or you're speaking up in a boardroom or an extracurricular activity in school, the ability to articulate an idea and also to carry yourself um, in a room that tends to be male dominated, even at a junior level, mm -hmm. um, is really, really important. Um, and I'd say the other thing um, with regard to debate and public speaking is that it's very important to find um, opportunities for competitions and areas where you're kind of put under pressure, where you have to conduct research kind of in a short time frame, you have to write briefly, those skills are all carrying over in what I've observed in the workplace. So one of the things that you said you wanted to be asked about in our survey was, what's it like to be a young female of color trying to carve her niche in national security? And we, we actually had a lot of people raise this issue in terms of like, this is not, we're not just talking about gender issues, it's also talking about you know, it, many, many other aspects of people's background that impact how they are perceived and impact the perspective that they bring to the national security field. So I'm just curious about how you would respond to that. Yeah, it's an interesting question and I think, um, so I come from somewhat of a mixed background, and I'd say um, that some of it is a matter of um, the privilege and opportunities that people are given at a young age. Um, I'm proud to say that I grew up in a single mother household, and from there I had a very different perspective and pathway to national security from the person who was able to go um, to participate in a lot of elite extracurricular activities mm -hmm. um, or go to a private school or something like that. So I think that um, what that means is that we should whatever age you are at, you should always be looking at younger people, people from your high school, people from even your middle school that you can pull up, um, because I've seen that that's what's necessary to, to open up doors. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the experiences that I've had in national security have always been because somebody who was a mentor just decided to give me something that there's no way I absolutely deserved at all. Yeah. That like I had not earned it, I had not shown that I was worthy of it. They just said, here, just go test this out. If you fail, then, you know, it's just national security, which, you know, pressure. Um, <laughs> but I, I, that theme came through over and over again in our survey, the, the, ne the need for mentorship, not only from senior female mentors, but also from male mentors to make sure that you are constantly pulling people with you and not seeing them as possible replacements down the line, or not seeing them as a threat down the line. Yeah. Um, so this is often phrased that the national women in national security is often phrased as a women's problem, um, as in you know what can women do to make it in national security, and what can they, what changes can they enact, what uh, uh, training can they do, how can they change their demeanor. Uh, and I think we often need to flip this question on its head and start asking, what can we expect of men in terms of their behavior to make it more hospitable for women at the top in national security? Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's an awesome question. And this comes up all the time when we ran our model UN team, we would actually have really contentious debates about how do we teach younger freshmen and sophomores to, to carry themselves in a room? Mm -hmm. Do we want to teach them to be aggressive because those are the types of women who, def who tend to do well on the national circuit versus you know, staying true to yourself, some people have a more, have a different demeanor. And so I think that that balance is really um, important. But in terms of a men's perspective, um, 
I think, you know, this, this might sound silly, but just being able to call out um, discrimination in areas where you don't, where, where people see it. And mm-hmm. that means, you know, people that we, whether it's your boyfriend or your friend or your roommate or whatever, being able to say, oh, hey, something that happened that wasn't so cool or being able to recognize talent when it exists so yeah. that even if there's a freshman girl on a Maudie team, for example, who might not be as um, well-spoken but has really done her research, calling attention to that and actively searching um, for, for talent in women, I think is really important. Awesome. Uh, lastly, I just want to chat with you a minute about uh, what do you think the biggest mis- misconception people have about women who work at national security? And maybe from, I'd be curious about your perspective about young women who work in national security, but also older women who work in national security as well. Yeah, I think um, the first thought that comes to mind is that we're all like cold-hearted, like iron women, <laughs> which sometimes it's it's bad because I, and I t- relate this back to the debate experience, but you're kind of considered the cold ice woman who just kind of like stops at nothing to win or to get ahead. And I do definitely see a lot of that, but mm-hmm. um, I think that's a terrible misconception. I mean, just looking at the people here, people looking at you, looking at Michelle, look at um, the fantastic women who have climbed the ranks of national security and excelled and been mentors to other are far from ice cold queens. So it depends on the day. <laughs> sometimes feels that way, sometimes doesn't. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. It was awesome to have you as our, our first uh, you know, intern from CNAS as part of the Women in National Security podcast. And we'll hope to have you back some other time. Yeah, thank, thank you. you.